I'm Lisa Mullins, and this is The World. The popular protests in Egypt are still going strong two weeks after they began. But there was a different wrinkle in the story today. The new Egyptian cabinet held its first full meeting. The agenda was to put the economy back on the road to normalcy. The urgent nature of that goal became clear this morning when the Egyptian currency fell to a six-year low against the dollar. International investors are feeling anxious about the continuing unrest, but the world's Matthew Bell is finding evidence of renewed economic activity in Cairo. Schools and the stock market are still closed, but banks and businesses have started opening again. Another sign that Cairo is beginning to get back to some semblance of normal life? Traffic jams. Making ends meet has not been easy since huge demonstrations first paralyzed Cairo at the end of last month. Iman is in her 30s. She's from a poor neighborhood called Imbaba, and she makes a living cleaning houses for people with money. In the last few days, we couldn't find food. But now the curfew's been extended. There's food. Prices rose. The price of bread, potatoes, our daily food. But now the prices are coming back down. People still can't go to work. There are government employees sitting at home. And people like us who work by the day, they mostly don't have work. Iman says some of the youth from her neighborhood have gone to join the demonstrations, but she's skeptical of the movement that began on the 25th of January. What the young people from January 25th asked for, the president granted. We don't know who the people in Tahrir Square are now. We hear it's the Muslim Brotherhood, we hear it's Al-Qaeda, we just don't know. Egypt's state-run news channels are actively stoking those fears that radicals will take over if President Hosni Mubarak is forced to leave. When this radio announcer accused America, Israel, and Iran of sponsoring the demonstrations in Cairo, my taxi driver nods his head in agreement. He subscribes to the belief that foreign powers are trying to destroy Egypt and its economy. Hopefully, he says, things here will get back to normal as quickly as possible. At a butcher shop in the upscale Zamalek neighborhood, a man cutting up lamb chops tells me he can't talk. The police are back on the streets, and they have been warning business owners not to speak with foreign reporters. That's actually another sign of normalcy here. Down the street, a customer at a falafel shop says he's been getting along just fine, even though he hasn't returned to work yet. In the meantime, he says he and his friends are buying food and medical supplies to help the demonstrators and soldiers in Tahrir Square. We try to do that. We're all there for the good of this country and to try to ameliorate this country as much as possible. Demonstrators in the square continue to be defiant, saying they'll stay until President Mubarak goes. Ahmed Amr is a volunteer doctor. He says it's been getting harder to bring in medical supplies because they've been getting confiscated by authorities. How long can you continue to take care of everyone? Forever. Forever. You seem very confident. It must be difficult. I can't be at home, not move them. I was going and come, going and come. But last three days, I'm stable here. One demonstrator tells me he's been in the square since day two of the protests. He says people are eating donated food, sleeping on the ground, and digging into their savings if they have to. And as for the most basic of needs, 
That's being met through donations of a sort as well. There's a bathroom in the Public toilets, and sometimes we go to some of the houses and If this is the price for freedom, we're willing to pay it happily. Then I mention the claims that foreign elements are at work here, including the U.S., Israel, and Iran, which are coming from the official Egyptian media. The Iranians are the enemies of the Israelis and the Americans. How can they unite for a common cause? Uh, They're just abusing the fact that many people are illiterate and uneducated, and they believe this sort of rhetoric. Shadi al-Ghazali Harp is a protest organizer from one of the opposition parties. He says the Egyptian government is trying to outlast the demonstrators. Harp says the demonstrations are not something driven by a single party or political leader, and especially not the government. It's the people who will decide, not us and not them, the people who want to participate. If they really are seeking freedom, then I think they, they have to join us. As far as returning to normal life, many of the protesters insist that can only begin to happen when President Mubarak steps down. For The World, I'm Matthew Bell in Cairo.